podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is a Rapid Room production. Trying this again. We are trying this one more time. I'm hoping it works out. This is Bosco's Boys live show, take two. Um, The first one did not go well. Uh, people could not hear me. It, it wasn't good. It it did not work out. We're hoping this one works out. I don't know why it didn't work out, but hey, we're going to try it again. Bosco's Boys live show. Hoping, hoping uh, we can get it to work. Um, as always, we are sponsored by betonline.ag. If you want to wager, if you want to uh, get over there, See what's cracking. Uh, we got Elite Eight, Sweet 16 this weekend and on Monday. As always, all the soccer you could want. Baseball's coming back. The spot to be is over at Bet Online and also eBay.com slash sneakers. Get over there today and we are going to try to make it work. Chef, can you hear me? I can hear you, Scott. And I can hear you. Thank God. Okay, we got it to work. My goodness. I don't know what happened the first time. If people are listening to this on the RSS feed, uh, we had trouble with the initial one. Everything is working now. I'm tweeting out the links. Um, It's going to be a good time. Wow. That was rough. I'm sorry. I'm happy to have everyone back. Um, real quick again, ebay.com slash sneakers, uh, $100 purchase. You get an authenticity specialist to take a look at the sneakers. It's the best spot for your sneakers. I know Jimmy has gotten a couple pairs from there. Chef needs to because his shoe game needs to step up. And Steve, I think you need to get some sneakers there as well. First off, we'll go around the room. We're going to have some intro questions, but just I'm going to do a quick hitter. Uh, how's everyone doing? We're going to start with the good chef. How was your week? My my week went strong. A uh, lot of mail delivered, but uh, I'm ready for this weekend. And it, wishing we could talk about some cats positivity. Yep, I'm I'm hoping so. Um, depending on who joins, we'll, we'll see. Uh, Jimmy, this is your first time with one of the live shows. Um, sorry, the first attempt did not go well. Uh, how are you doing today, my friends? I'm doing pretty well. Um, this has been a good week. I got my second shot, which knocked me out for about 36 hours. But after that, I'm I'm pretty golden. So. Good. And then, Steve, your first time on the live show, how are you doing, my friend? Excellent, dude. I get to play an outdoor show tomorrow. Got my first vaccine, and work is going great. I love to hear it. Okay, so – we're going to start in just like the last one. We're going to have roundtable questions. We're going to have three, four questions everyone's going to answer when they come up on stage. And then we'll just see where the conversation goes. Uh, we're going to start with – we'll start with Steve. He gets to play a show this weekend. So the first thing is, what are you drinking tonight, if anything? The second uh, question – well, no, hold on. I am. On. I am. Hold on, Steve. It's almost like this is your first time up here. Uh, the second question is going to be Gene Taylor. The biggest news in K-State uh, circles, Gene Taylor gets an extension. Are you in favor <laughs> of the extension? Do you have any hot takes with the extension? And this is a safe space. Everyone knows I love Gene Taylor. Gene Taylor, I think, is a great AD. But you know what? I'm not telling people how to think or how to feel. So let's hear it. And then the next one is your reaction when Long Kruger retired and then the shock of smart news. So drinks, Gene, and Big 12 basketball changes. All right, drinks. I got Weller on the rocks here, uh, favorite whiskey of all time. I'm known for always having a communal bottle at my house for everybody to sip on. Um, dude, there's so many things to remember. Uh, second one, Gene Taylor extension <laughs> is – I think it's fantastic. I realize why people who weren't like you – know, the details of it were kind of upset, for lack of a better word. Um, but I think it makes a ton of sense. And no matter what's going on uh, financially in the athletic department. And Lon Kruger, mostly I was surprised by his unibrow from all the old pictures of him. <laughs> uh, that is Anthony Davis level unibrow. Um, and 
kind of like reaction to Shaka Smart is they get Chris Beard, then there's one less like true competitor in the Big 12. I mean, most likely, um, which is good for K State, probably, I would think. Yeah, no, I, I, uh, We'll talk about who we think might end up at that Texas job, uh, but it's going to be interesting. The coaching carousel is going to be a fun one to continue watching. Uh, we're going to go down to Chef. Chef, uh, what are you drinking? Thoughts on the Gene Taylor extension and then Lawn and Shaka leaving their respective schools? Uh, I'm sipping on a, a Mike's Hard Mango Harder. Ooh. Um, just switching it up tonight. I was was going to do water, but... I knew that this was happening tonight, so I might as well bring alcohol to the party. Um, the Gene Taylor news, I'm excited. You you got to bring in – you got to keep the guys here, especially Gene. He's such a strong AD. He drinks Bud Light, so you got to like him. Um, the years, I mean, is 26 through 27, I think the extension goes to. I mean, that's a substantial amount of years. He'll be in his mid-70s by then probably, right? I think he's 63. Okay, so late 60s. 60, I mean, 62 or 63. Okay, and then, I mean, that just makes sense, keeping your AD going, especially if you're going to keep all your coaches here. No point in, from President President Meyer's perspective, there's no point in changing, so give him that extension. Um, and then the news with Lon Kruger, I was happy to see him retire. That kind of does some things from recruiting standpoint prospects that K-State was looking at early kind of legacies went to Oklahoma maybe not anymore I don't know um and in the shock of smart news I was surprised for Marquette I just I didn't see the connection there I was a little thrown back by that but like you said we're going to talk about who the probably the carousel leads to the Texas job I'm thinking beard but I'd like to hear what everybody else thinks about that. Yep. All right. Now it's time for Jimmy. Jimmy, what you drinking? Thoughts on Gene? Then thoughts on Lawn retiring and Shaka going up to uh, going up to Marquette. Um, <clears throat> sipping proper twelve Irish whiskey tonight. I think it. I didn't realize it when I bought it, but I guess it's Conor McGregor's whiskey. <laughs> How is it? How is it's, it? It's really nice. It's really smooth. Good stuff couple cubes of ice so that's i'm enjoying that um gene taylor was in my opinion the correct move and you know a lot of people i mean i think a lot of your opinion on gene depends on your opinion on bruce at this point in time so if you hate bruce and he's back then you probably hate gene so i i kind of get that but you know gene was making the second lowest pay of any power five conference ad and now he's going to be just outside the top 30 so um i don't think we're overpaying the guy by any means and i think you you look at the the facility stuff he's done and the projects and um you know i think i still have said all year that this year for football and basketball is kind of a crazy year to really judge completely by although plenty of programs have done that and fired coaches so you know more power to them and then uh but i like gene getting the, the getting the extension um lawn i really like lawn i've always enjoyed watching him his teams play i like the style his teams played um buddy uh, at oklahoma was a fun player to watch when he was there and uh you know i i my first K-State memories of, of sports is watching and listening to Lon Kruger coach teams in the 80s um, in the the time when we went to the lead eight when Lon was here. Um, I, that's really when I first started following K-State basketball. And so that's kind of a connection for me as a K-State fan, just seeing Lon um, coach here and then leave, unfortunately. Um, and I think Shaka was – made a good move because he was going to get fired. And although he probably would have got a pretty good buyout, I don't think he would have got the whole thing. I think his positioning was, I'm, I'm going to make the most of it and get another, you know, power six conference job, pretty good program in Marquette. Um, a lot less pressure 
than it is to win at at Texas, and we'll see if he can be successful there. But I think Shaka made the right move. Shaka's always been one of my favorite coaches, even though he was mostly mediocre at Texas compared to what they pay. But um, I'm happy for Shaka that he landed somewhere. Yeah, so what's funny with the Shaka news is uh, there, there was someone who who floated the idea to me when the Marquette job opened up, and I just kind of laughed it off. And I, I then did a little research. Well, there were media outlets reporting the last when, – when they hired Wojo, when Marquette hired Wojo, there were uh, reports saying that Shaka Smart has, had accepted the job while he was still at uh, VCU. And they had to go through a big denial and all this type of stuff. So it was a journalistic uh, kind of shit show the last time Marquette tried to hire Shaka Smart. So it, it's, it's always funny to see some of those things come full circle. And, uh, you know, I, I, you know, I, it's shame on me for kind of turning my nose up to, uh, that little tidbit that was floated to me. And that, that was happening even before the Texas game happened, even before the Marquette job actually was officially open. So, um, you know, I need to do a better job of listening to folks when they come to me saying some stuff. So, uh, I, I'm interested in, Will, I see you in down there if you want to hop in get in on this. We'll ask you the same questions, but until we get a next person who wants to come up on stage, I'll be interested into what name, what, what is one name that you don't want to see at Texas? Um, because I, I, I feel like they can grab just about anyone. They have the money to go out, get just about anyone. They're not going to get bill self. They're not going to seal any, uh, you know, blue bloods, but will beard take that job with that? Would would you rather him be at Texas or stay at Texas Tech? Uh, let, let's hear it. Uh, I think, uh, Steve, we'll go to you. Do you want to see Beard take that job, or is there another name that would scare you more at Texas? Or is it more of a, hey, let's make sure Texas Tech sucks because Texas could be good even without Beard? Um, I'm definitely on the page of let's get Texas Tech to not be competing. Uh and in terms of the names that I'd be concerned about, obviously Brad Underwood is the first one that comes to mind. Uh, I would imagine that Texas is a more appealing job for him and would be able to afford his buyout than, um, you know, than him staying in Illinois. But I don't, I mean, like who else is out there that they could really get that's like a blue blood esque, like we'll call it second tier program. Type coach. I think it'd be hilarious if they get Rick Barnes back. That would be one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. But um, I don't know. I, was, I didn't think about it as long as I wanted to today. But um, ultimately, I think if they take Beard, then it's the best move for K State because I can't imagine who Tech would be able to hire after that. Okay, we'll go down to uh, Chef Andre Napier. Chef, which name would scare you most at Texas? Porter Moser at uh, Loyola Chicago. Loyola. Or uh, Musselman down at Arkansas. I was I was thinking of the the Porter name and that I mean just because I was so interested in him being at K State if that was ever a possibility with Brucer to ever leave I would just be I don't I don't really the the Arkansas guy he was he had a really good season this year but before that what did Arkansas do I mean I don't really know. Um, but Beard is the one that scares me the most. I mean, just the resources that they have at Texas is way better than they have at Texas Tech. And, I mean, just, it would be nice to have Texas Tech go back down a peg because it just it just hurts me to see them. We, we strive to get 40 against them, and they get 50, and it, it just looks way worse. But I, I would like to see – that that would be my that would be my choice if I had to see it. I would rather have Beard at at Texas than anything else. Yeah, I I I go back and forth on that, Jimmy. You, I I consider you uh, the smartest person I know. What is your take on the Texas job? Is it hey Texas could be good and be better that uh, they're good in Texas Tech? has to make another hire, uh, so uh, just bring Beard over to Austin? Or what What would be the scariest scenario for you as a K-State fan looking at that Texas job? It's, it's a good question. It's funny. I was having a, a, a chat 
or a text uh, this afternoon with a couple of friends of mine. One of them lives in Dallas and has lived in Texas several years. And then another buddy that lives in North Central Kansas. And he was asking, is Texas even a top 30 job? And I'm like, come on, it's it's top. It depends how you look at it. It's top 10 or 15 when you talk money and you talk facilities. But then when you talk tradition and expectations and uh, even crowd attendance and that kind of stuff, it, it might not be top 30. So it's kind of a weird job just because of, you know, kind of how they treated Rick Barnes and, and then Chaka didn't do anything. So my, my preference would be for Beard to go there. And then, because I don't think Texas Tech, even though they've definitely committed money to basketball since Beard has been there, I don't think they could probably hire another Chris Beard. Um, so I would prefer Beard to go there because I think it would drop Texas Tech down. Um, I like Porter Mosier, but I've got to be honest, I'm not. I don't know if he can recruit and win at. Texas. I think he could probably move to a Power 5 conference and, and get the right players he needs to win. But I'm not sold Texas would be a pretty good spot for Porter Mosier. I think a place like Marquette would be a much better spot for Porter Mosier. But um, Beard to Texas and uh, would be my ideal fit because I think he's not – I mean, I don't think he's going to get better than going to the national championship game at Texas or, or keep the same thing and Texas Tech would drop. I was seeing the name floated around uh, Rick Patino getting his his second chance at, at Texas. How would you feel about that? That would be insane. I honestly, for for the comedic stuff, I'd like to see it. But I I believe I believe Rick Patino when he says that he has uh, he has the job that he wants at a small little Catholic school up in the Northeast. <coughs> and I, I'm, I'm going to choose to believe it. Um, and I, 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 I think that's where I want him to see, but how funny would it be? I mean, especially once students can start getting back <coughs> in the, uh, in the arenas, all the jokes Rick Patino is going to get. I mean, oh, imagine him in an all white suit with an orange shirt <laughs> underneath it with Matthew McConaughey next to him in an all-orange suit and a white white dress shirt underneath. I mean, that's just comedy. That's all I think about. <laughs> I think the funny thing is, is if there's any coach that could handle the weirdness of Texas expectations and boosters and all that stuff, it would be a guy like Patino. But on the other hand, I think the guy probably has, you know, five to six years left as a coach. So, I mean, maybe – he can go to Texas and win big in five or six years, <clears throat> but I'm I'm not sure. And I'm, I kind of like agree with Scott that he's I think he's sincere and that he just wants to spend a few years at Iona and maybe win an NCAA tournament game and have fun and retire in New York. I, I think he likes that area and is is going to stay there. Yeah, um, I do. I do have to say one thing. Uh, I'm aware of multiple people in the room, uh, some that I can't see. I, I'm getting some text messages from people who have tried to request to come up, and they're not able to. I'm trying to figure out what's going on. There's been a lot of technical issues tonight with the locker room app. I'm sorry uh, specifically to uh, Justin, who's trying to get up here. Um, keep trying to send in requests. I still don't see you in the room. Uh, you've shot me a text, and I think uh, I think Jeff is also in the room. Uh, I don't know what's going on with the app right now. Um, keep trying to send in requests. I'll try to uh, figure out a way to get you up here because I do want as many folks to participate in the conversation as possible. So I'm not sure what's going on. I'm tr- I'm, I'm trying to figure it out as this is going, but uh, you know I'm I'll try I'll try to come up with the solution. So. In the meantime, the next thing that I'm curious to go around with everyone, uh, what would what would the reaction, what would your personal reaction be, and how nuclear do you think the K-State fan base reaction would be if Brad Underwood ended up at Texas? I went over to Orange Bloods before this. He is on the initial hot board 
Jimmy, you and I like to go back and forth quite a bit about uh, how we uh, witness the K-State fan base at times. What what would your reaction be, and then what what do you think it would do to the fan base to see Brad Underwood at another Big 12 school for a second time? They They would freak out. I mean, there's no doubt that K-State fans would go absolutely insane if Underwood got hired by another Big 12 school, especially with Bruce's last two seasons, and we didn't fire him. And supposedly, you know, there's plenty of evidence um, that Brad wanted to come here, and we didn't make it happen, and Texas did. I mean, I think I mean, I, I think there's fans that would quit being K-State fans maybe at that point in time. So it, it would be a – it would be. Steve, you were part of the uh, Fire Curry rally when we got – uh, Bruce Weber, there's the notorious picture of you there. Um, if if uh, Brad Underwood ended up at Texas, would you be donning the headband and protesting again? Um, I don't know if I would because there haven't been like amazing years to bring him back. Like this, the height he's reached is so much higher than we thought at the time. Like. At, at the time, we thought his ceiling was really high, and now it's kind of like we realize that he could hit his potential ceiling. But it seemed like a jump, uh, just praying to whoever that he could reach that potential. Um, and I feel like Jimmy right now just not taking a hard stance and kind of having optimistic views. But um, that I I mean I understand like. Uh, hindsight's twenty twenty, and I think that ultimately, no matter what, K State fans are going to be all in on the hindsight twenty twenty thing. Um, but here we are. So I would still emotionally be very upset, but logically, no. Like there hasn't been a perfect opportunity to hire him. Chef, where where would you land on all of this? Well, I mean, the the K-State fan base, it would be Meltdown City. I mean, it would be – it's like the opposite reaction if we ever got Venables. I mean, it's like total opposite <laughs> spectrum. It, it – I where I would land on that, I would be disappointed just because of where he wanted to be at the time at K-State and we didn't get him. But, I mean, we've committed to Bruce and – the first time that we play Texas with Underwood there and he mops us, that's when I think we'll have what Jimmy said, people quit on K-State altogether. And I, I wouldn't be there, but, I mean, it, it just, I just don't think – right now I just don't see a reasonable chance of us ever getting bred. So, I mean, I'm not too been out of shape if he was to make it to Texas, I guess. Yep, I I I think. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. If anyone uh, is listening, in uh, if I'm wrong, but I think the infamous Bruce Weber "fuck me" gif is from uh, the one time Brad Underwood came into Bramlage with Oklahoma State, and I think they won that game by ten points. Um, I, I I couldn't imagine. I I think it would be bad enough uh, if if everything holds true. I think that it'll be bad enough in the CBE Classic, K State and Illinois matching up in that in the preseason. Um, I I I think that has the potential to be the most uh, toxic week in K State basketball history. And let me float this out there: I'm pretty sure the Cincinnati job just opened. What's going to happen when the field is Musselman in Arkansas, Illinois Brad Underwood, and Frank Martin at Cincinnati? Jimmy, what would your reaction if that came to be? Frank at Cincinnati would be pretty great. <clears throat> Although, I, you know, it'd be interesting to see if he would move back north that far. Um, I guess it's not as far as you think because it's right up the edge of Kentucky. But um, yeah, I mean, that's quite a quite a range for those coaches to end up at. But I, I am anxious to see if they keep Frank. I, I did see some tweets today that the uh, South Carolina board. Um, was kind of pulling back on getting rid of Frank just because the buyout money. But Frank might go pull a shock and go find somewhere else to go anyway. So 
that'll be interesting to watch to see if that happens in the next week or two. Yep. Uh, Chef, what, what would your reaction be if, if in Kansas City it is going to be, uh, you know, Brad with Illinois and Frank with Cincinnati? I mean, that would be absolutely outrageous. It would, it would be a good time because – who knows? Maybe maybe the Wildcats get the whole thing, and then we're we're sitting on top of the world. Like, who the fuck are these guys? That's what. <laughs> maybe that's a possibility. You never know. Steve, what would what do you think that would be enough to get K State basketball's fan base uh, to to calm down a little bit? If if Bruce beat Frank on that uh, Friday and then beat Brad in an upset in the championship game on a Sunday. Do you think that would be enough for the fan base to just simmer down for maybe a week or two? I think the pro Bruce crowd would be impossible. To, I mean, let's say Bruce keeps coaching for eight years and is having questionable seasons the entire time. I think those two games alone could give them enough ammunition to feel like they had the best take on it. Um I also heard something I want to share that we might bleep out later if I'm not supposed to share it at all. No, I mean, say whatever you want. This is yep. the live show. And again, I'm, I, I'm starting to get, uh, I'm starting to get the notifications of, uh, Will and Justin, Jeff trying to get up. I guys, I'm, I'm not sure the issue, um, maybe try to leave the app and come back in. I'm, trying to get you guys up here and i apologize but uh while we're still trying to figure that out steve drop the knowledge bomb drop some uh drop some uh, good stuff in the in, in the show so um i don't remember the exact date but there's a date where frank martin's contract uh the buyout ends significantly and there is <laughs> a school that has reached out to him and he's kind of doing the shock smart thing and is planning on doing that once the buyout drops to a certain point. Is it Cincinnati? I am not listening to any names. I was actually looking it up while we I, were talking, and can, said school has not fired their coach yet. Yeah. Ooh. But I was looking at their track record of the past, like, three seasons, and I was like, oh, it makes sense for them to fire that coach for sure. I can confirm that I might have been near Steve when he heard some of this information, so – Oh my man, you guys are no fun. Oh, drop the bomb, drop yeah. it. Press the Come button. I well, I refuse to do that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, what does it rhyme with? He would be outing a major source. Okay, that's fine. I I'm a little disappointed in you. I thought his his perfect fit was going to be UNLV. Then I thought Cincinnati would be a good one. So. It'll it'll be interesting. You, you guys keep that to yourself, uh, and you can come on the next time. Oh, okay. it's that it's that type of school for to yeah. say it as as I, discreetly as I can. Yeah. So th- this is what this is what I'll say. Um, I think that'd be a great job for Frank, um, Chef. I, I'm not. I, I don't want to out any uh, sources. I I think I think any move for Frank. Uh, to a smaller school with a, with a basketball history would be fun for him. So, um, sadly, I, I I want him at Cincinnati just because I think that'd be a fun weekend and uh, fun weekend. But you know, we'll, we'll yeah, I mean, the, it, the, the he might bring the next Kenyon Martin back, and I mean, it just he would bring that to the Wildcat Classic. That would just be all kinds of fun. And I could go two and a half hours, and I could go see him. Who, who knows? I mean, I can go two and a half hours now to go to Morgantown, but who wants to go to that dumpster fire? You know what? Morgantown's actually a fun time for for a football game. So, uh, yeah. So the the next topic I, I, I want to swing around to everyone. Uh, it, it is on the topic of Bruce. We, we, we talked about this the first time. Um, not much has changed in the last week except for just fans continuing to get restless. Um, no, no transfers have been brought in. Um, just a lot of restlessness. So I, we had a question. We had our third anniversary show, and just for anyone listening, Grant's not going to be joining us tonight. But we had a third anniversary show, the Q and A show, and we were asked to put an over under on a win total next year. 
Um, just open-ended what, what, it, what it is. I, I put the over-under at 17 and a half, and I said we're going to win 18 games. Um, with where the fan base is, where we're seeing college basketball going, um, if Bruce was at 18 wins, that's going to put you near the NIT. Uh, I, I, it's going to be outside looking in NCAAs. Um, is that going to be the end? I don't want to hear uh, whether or not you would bring him back. I think most people are saying if he doesn't make the NCAA tournament, he, he can't be coming back. Uh, this is back to Gene Taylor. Does Gene Taylor bring him back with only 18 wins? Chef, what do you think? Put your put your Gene Taylor hat on. Is he bringing him back if he only gets to 18 wins next year? Okay, so he gets 18 wins and he's guaranteed NIT? I mean, I he, he's not getting left out of the NIT if he gets Okay, so he's got 18 wins. NIT, he's just short of the NCAA tournament. What does he do in the NIT? If he, if he brings the NIT championship with a young team, I mean, you got to bring him back. But if he flames out in the first round of the NIT, I would, I would, I would imagine that Gene would let him go, especially with the carousel that happened just this year with, with it being a COVID year. Next year, people's expectations for their programs not in a COVID year are going to be high, so there's going to be more coaches. I, I would say that he wouldn't bring them back if he doesn't do anything in the NIT, but 18 wins, NIT championship, he, he'll come back, I would, I would say. Jimmy, where's your head at? Do, do you think Gene brings them back after only 18 wins next year? I'm, I'm just trying to look at – I had to think about numbers conceptually of, of what the Big 12 record would be. I think 18 wins probably means seven or eight Big 12 wins, which puts you – Probably eight, eight wins in the Big 12 next year probably put you on the bubble. Um, so I do think I do think you know you know the fans. There's lots of fans that don't want to hear it, but a bubble team next year that gets in the NIT gets a top one or two seed in the NIT, wins a few games in the NIT, maybe even makes the NIT Final Four. Gene ain't firing that guy. Gene ain't firing Bruce for that. So especially with what would probably be a mo- mostly young team with a Mike McGurl that's going to be leaving and maybe a grad transfer or a guy uh, with one or two years left if you get an experienced transfer. So, yeah, I don't, I don't think Gene's firing Bruce with 18 wins next year. No way. Steve, what, where are you, what, what do you think? Where are you landing on that? All right, so what I think is if he hits top four – He's, like, getting an extension, basically, Um, in the Big 12, obviously. Um, If he's six or lower, then I think it kind of comes down to boosters, what they're thinking or funding. And if he has another, like, season where some of our best players are transferring. I mean, I started transferring with, like, a, let's say, like, fifth in the Big 12, sixth in the Big 12. I, that's where I'd be uh, on the fence for sure about what Gene Taylor would do. Yeah, I – man, could you imagine the uh, how things would be going if it, it is a bubble year and he doesn't – I I just – you know, I as a K-State fan, and I, I'm open to hearing anyone's takes on this, I, I'm never going to cheer for us to lose. I did that for, you know – the early years in the Bruce Weber era, it's not fun. But if you're telling me right now, my, my choices are going around that bubble mark and not getting in or just falling off and knowing he's going to be fired just for my own mental sake. I don't know if I can handle, you know, the, the Twitter takes and the message board takes of a right on the cusp of the NCAA tournament, the back and forth of, Oh, should we be cheering for us to, win or lose, and all this type of stuff. I, I think that is the worst-case scenario if you're trying to do a uh, mental health check on K-State fans. Am I off base there? Uh, we'll go back to Steve. Steve, am I off base in thinking that a season, how I laid it out, 18 wins right on the bubble, uh, that, that, that's the worst-case scenario if you're looking at K-State fans and their synergy with each other? Uh, you are talking to the guy who bets way more than he should on one blackjack hand because I'm all or nothing 
to an <laughs> insane extent. So it would be really tough to be cheering for K-State to lose. But I, if it gives the point where, like, on a 10-year span, that's ultimately better for us, uh, I would probably end up cheering for that, yes. Jimmy, where, where would you land? You and I have talked about how it would be tough to ever go back to cheering for losses. But, but if it was a, hey, it's either bubble or all hell's breaking loose with another, you know, 18 to 20 loss season, it, it would be better for the overall health of the fan base to have that bottom out and then move on, right? Yeah, if, if if I'd rather us just have another 20 loss season next year and make it easy if that's what it's going to come down to. I mean, um, I'm a stupid optimist when it comes to K-State basketball. I mean, I, I every year I thought, well, we're just going to make the tournament at some point. I mean, I was that dumb. Um, I, I still had faith in Asbury up until, you know, his midway through his second to last year. So I'm – I'm probably the wrong person to ask. Um, I wanted Bruce fired in 15 and 16. Uh, you know, when we lost Oklahoma by 30 in 2016, I was or 17, I was done. And then somehow he makes the first four. And during that game with West uh, Wake Forest, when we beat Danny Manning, I was going crazy and enjoying it and having fun. And and I thought we'd somehow find a way to beat Cincinnati. And then we got killed. But then I was okay with Bruce being back. So. Um, I don't want to be put in that position again, but uh, I'm honestly with myself, if we're a bubble team and we make the first four, I'm going to be pro Bruce probably, or at least not anti Bruce. So that's where I'm at. All right, chef, we're laying out the scenario right on the bubble. Are you, are you riding with that bubble or would you prepare or would you prepare or, uh, prefer just to bottom out, let all hell break loose and move on. I, I, I just don't see myself ever rooting against K state. So I probably uh, phrased that wrong. Like in a, in a vacuum, in a vacuum, you're saying, Hey, well, you, you can you add, would, you're saying, do I want the best scenario for K state? If that's losing every game and then us moving on from Bruce, I don't think we need to lose every game or lose a ton of games for us to even move on from Bruce. I think, if we don't just – we set a goal, I mean, us as fans, I mean, we're never going to reach a consent, like, all of us together. But NIT or, for me, NIT, bubble team, that's fine. But if we go, like you said, like another year like this year, we have to move on. But I'm not going to root for us to do it. And my thing is, if if we do bottom out, what's on the other side of that door? I mean, I'm not an insider like Jimmy. Jimmy knows people. You know people. You guys get information. I don't – I'm a, I'm just along for the ride. So what's on the other side of the door might not be greener than what we have with Bruce, even at his lowest. So, I mean, I don't know. So that's I would. I, ho- I, could, I, could, I, I, I would hope that the, the grass isn't 20 lost seasons. Uh, but, <laughs> but, I, but I hear what – I hear what you're saying. I – I just, I, I just am picturing the bloodbath of K State internet fans um, over the course of slugging thing, things through a eight and ten or seven and eleven Big Twelve season, and uh, just the carnage uh, on both sides of things. I, I just, um, yeah, but when you get when you get rid of Bruce. You got the Twitter, you got the KSO, no matter who you hire, you're going to have, there's not going to be a guy that we get that everybody is a hundred percent on board saying Brad Underwood, Brad Underwood, but I don't think Brad's realistic for us. I just don't see it. I just don't see how, if it, if it was going to happen, it would have happened. Well, that's my, I, I, I'm, I'm going to hold out hope, uh, I, I'm probably I, – I think Brad Underwood is the Brent Venables. I, I'm, until he retires, I'm probably going to still hold out a little bit of hope. So we'll see what happens. Um, we've been rolling for 40 minutes on this live show, take two. Um, again, I, I, I tried to – I, I tried to put it in the chat, and he, even the chat aired out. I have to just send out an apology to everyone who else is in the room. 
who's been trying to uh, request to speak, and we haven't gotten it up there. Uh, Locker Room, the app, just launched a few weeks ago, so there's going to be some glitches. I'm going to try to work with their IT team to figure this out. And then also I was finding out that I guess it's not available on uh, Android. Uh, Jimmy, Steve, Chef, do any of you guys have Android devices? iPhone all the way, baby. Okay, so... What'd you say, Jimmy? Sorry. Team iPhone. Okay, so I I think there are issues because we're also getting some tweets from some Android users who uh, were not able to download the app. So it's still the early stages of this, and I apologize that tonight has not gone nearly as smoothly as the first night. But honestly, we're, we're part of the uh, group that is launching this over at Armchair Media Network. Um I'm going to keep doing we, – we were told to do a, uh, two of these shows. I'm going to probably keep doing them on Friday night. I don't know if we're going to continue to publish all of these on uh, the RSS feed, but anyone who is listening on the RSS feed, the link to download if you're an Apple user, um, it, it's in there. Uh, I think we're going to probably try to do it again next Friday. Maybe not next Friday because I'm moving into my new house. Um, but we're going to try to do this throughout the offseason, have some fun, and then hopefully by football and basketball season, uh, all the kinks are worked out. Everyone can get in. I'm not going to have issues letting people up real quick because it is going on the RSS feed tonight. Um, Bosco's Boy is sponsored by BetOnline.ag. Again, if you are getting up at 6 a.m. to bet English Premier League soccer, staying up until midnight to live wager on NL West baseball, because that's right, baseball's back. Do it over at betonline.ag. You can even gamble on reality TV show. Chef, I know you're like me. You're waiting for our queen, Katie, to take over as Bachelorette. <laughs> you, you, yes, sir. Yes, sir. You can gamble on the Bachelorette over at betonline.ag and ebay.com slash sneakers. Steve needs a icy blue pair of Air Force Ones for his Tennessee Titans this year. I think they're going to win the AFC South once again. So get over to ebay.com slash sneakers. Anything over $100, they're going to be authenticity guaranteed. Go into a third-party authenticity specialist. And if you're going to resell, no fees on shoes over 100 bucks, so you have more money to spend on sneakers. Okay. Again, this has not been going as ideally as last time, but we're going to do one more roundabout with uh, everyone before we call it a night. Uh, I think the question is going to be, give me a way too early uh, you know, player to watch out for in football season. Give me your uh, best nickname for Nigel Pack and Davion Bradford, that connection. And then uh, just tell me something you got going on this weekend. I, I'll do it my first. Um, I'll, I'll go first. I think my way too early guy to watch for uh, football this year, I'm going to say Joe Irvin comes back with a vengeance uh, on this offense. I think he – and here, here, here's the hot take of the entire show. Joe Irvin, not Deuce Vaughn, will lead the team in rushing next year. Um, a uh, – a nickname for Nigel Pack and uh, Davion Bradford. I'm going with Big Bud and Little Bud. I think that's a call out to uh, Masters of None, the Aziz Ansari Netflix show. And then, uh, God, what was my last question? Someone tell me what my own last question was. Weekend plans. Weekend plans. I uh, got the keys to my house. I'm going to do some small stuff, getting some appliances delivered uh, to my new house in Shawnee, Kansas. That's right. Siri, play home on the range. I'm a Kansas boy again, um, so I'm going to be doing that before I really ramp it up next weekend. So I'm going to start with uh, – we'll start with Steve. So football hot take, a uh, nickname for Davion Bradford and Nigel Pack and weekend plans. All right. So can I ask uh, – I have some questions I was going to ask you, Scott, before yes. we sign off here. Um, number one, what are you drinking Oh, yeah, so I am drinking uh, just, you know, my Jay Rieger Kansas City Whiskey Neat out of a 16-ounce uh, Ahern Fun tumbler uh, because, again, I, I've packed up quite a few of my glassware. Uh, second one for you is what, like, if, are, do you have any hats that you guys are in the works on for merch? Uh, 
So Teespring does not do hats. Um, we might be able to pull something off um, if, if there's enough boneheads that want hats. So anyone listening to this, if you want hats, uh, let me know. And Steve, if you're the only one, I might be able to still figure something out for you. I would Give me a hat. Uh, Give me a hat. Give me a kay. hat. I want a hat. Sh- Chef wants a hat, too. I would use my uh, the tattoo design I'm going to get for Bosco's Boys and just put it on a flat bill hat. Um, <laughs> uh, last one for you. Has anybody ever called you Tater Scott? Tater Scott? No, I don't think so. Okay, well, we'll keep that going. Um, <laughs> and by we, I mean just myself, obviously. Okay, uh, I had the opposite take of you. I think Deuce Vaughn is going to take a huge leap this year and be like fucking uh, – like. 50% more yards, total yards, like being the past game and everything like that. That's like Heisman conversation. Yeah. I God know, level. Man. God level. It's it's definitely first team Big 12 uh, conversation for like his next three years, I would assume. Um, I cannot think of a good one for Pack that's not too inappropriate. But for Bradford, I think uh, Devion Turn Me On is probably a pretty good one. <laughs> All right. right. Nicknames are supposed to be shorter than your actual name, so uh, I'm adding a syllable there. Uh, weekend plans. I uh, have an outdoor show tomorrow. Uh, I will just go ahead and plug Betty the Astronaut. Probably the best man I've ever heard um, playing a show tomorrow in Manhattan. So that is all I have planned for the weekend. All right. We are going to go to Chef and leave Jimmy for last. Uh, well, my my – my spring guy, I'm. I just want to say his name, Daniel Matter Bebe. I'm going <laughs> with Daniel Matter Bebe. He's gonna. I think he's gonna torch what Briley did this year, and I. I think he's gonna probably be the number one weapon like Briley was. I mean, who knows if Malik's gonna be taking that step and be more consistent? But if not, I, I think Daniel Matter Bebe is gonna be off the charts, especially with Sky back. It's gonna be. It's going to be off off the chain. Um, Nigel Pack nickname Six Pack. I think that's like the obvious obvious one. <laughs> um, Bradford. I have no idea what I was like thinking of like something, but I couldn't think of anything for Davion. Davion. I like his. I like Steve's nickname for that. That was a good one. Um, and in my weekend plans, I got work tomorrow and. I'm just going to probably hit the golf course on Sunday if it's not raining. There you go. All right. Okay, Man. real quick. Let me jump Let me jump in real quick before Jimmy goes. 24-pack uh, is obviously the nickname, right? 24-pack. <laughs> Pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> All right, Jimmy, what do you got? Um, Football-wise, uh, and I'm not doing this on purpose, but uh, I'm, I'm going to go with Keenan Garber. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, well, I, no, I, I mean, I, I, I want to be wrong. Like, honestly, if Keenan Garber is half of what we thought he was going to be as a recruit, and let me just throw this out there. my <laughs> All my Keenan Garber takes was predicated on the fact that I think he had an uncle or a stepfather or some family member who was, like, in live, like, K-State, uh, like, Facebook account stuff is like 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 the Chris Kleiman shows live streamed on Facebook, and he was like just going off, just saying, "Oh, they, they need to throw it to my to my guy Keenan, all this type of stuff." And then by the end of his like true freshman year when he wasn't playing, he's like, "Oh, he needs a transfer. He needs a transfer." And I was just like, "Okay, he is gonna <laughs> transfer. He's gonna leave." So then me being you know the horrible hot take artist I am. I just went I went to the next level. I said, oh, he will never contribute. If he plays a meaningful <laughs> snap, I'll bet anyone. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll own up to it. I'm not going to try to run away from that from the takes. I, anytime someone brings Keenan Garber up, I will say, hey, that was my take, and I really <laughs> hope I'm wrong because it would be fun to have an elite Kansas. Oh, my gosh. The app just got fixed. I'm just now starting to see everyone. Holy crap. We're, we're going to, to – oh, my goodness. Okay, that's amazing. It just now started to work. So I like that. We're, Jimmy, finish up, and we're going to get Will. We're going to get Justin on here. Jeff, I can oh, now yeah. see you. If you want to come up, Jeff, 
requests, I'll bring you up. But Jimmy, continue, and we're gonna we're gonna chat with everyone else. I don't know what got fixed. I'm just happy no. it got. Fixed. I, I said I think Keenan Garber because I do think he has legit speed. I think he can be the uh, the kind of jet sweep option receiver guy for the majority of the time. That you know he ran it a few times last year. I I think he can play there. I think he'll be okay there. So um, I think he will have a be- bigger role next year. And some guys just take a year or two to figure it out. Um, when I when I think of Nigel and uh, and uh, Radford, it's you know it's, I think it's just dunks and trays with those two. Dunks I mean, and trays, I like it. I mean, I, the oops that they throw to each other that that Nigel, you know, I I think I made a gif of one from TCU where Nigel threw it up to Bradford, but you know Nigel shooting threes and. You know, best shooter I've seen at K-State since at least Marcus Foster. So, um, definitely a guy that's going to get it done. And then third third question again? Uh, just weekend plans. Weekend plans. Um, tomorrow I'll be coaching some tennis. And then uh, Friday I'll be hanging out with my parents and uh, just enjoying a kind of a restful weekend. Perfect. Okay, so first off, to Jeff, Will, and uh, Justin, thank you guys for sticking through this kind of crazy uh, live show attempt. We're going to start with Will, because I think I saw him first before the app started going crazy. Will, you've you've been listening in. You you know some of the questions. You don't have to touch on all of them, but just give me everything that you've wanted to say so far, and I haven't been able to bring you up. Um, Yeah, thanks, Scott. Okay, so time out. Will, kill it. Kill it. Yeah, Will, mute your mic. If you're trying to use, like, Bluetooth mic or something, something might be off because you sound like the computer that your avatar is. Does it sound better now? No, it does not. So I'm going to come back to you. I'm going to come back to you, I promise. We're going to go to Jeff because I know Justin can wait. Jeff. You've been listening in. Let us know anything you've been wanting to say. Let me know how wrong I've been and you just haven't been able to yell at me yet. Just anything you'd like to bring to the discussion. Do I sound okay? You sound good, Will. I don't know what's wrong with you. Now, just, you know, enjoy this show and format and your pods and love listening and and uh, hearing someone talk about K-State and, you know, just – just the overall, I don't know, hapless feeling I have with uh, with Bruce. You know, I just wish he would suck or be great so I could love him or hate him. That That's that's the fun part about Bruce. Um, J- I think Jimmy probably has a great graph about it. You know, I think he has, and I've, I've laid it out, I think he's had three of the best basketball seasons in my lifetime and probably three of the top 20 seasons if you go back um, you know, even to, you know, the past or post Jack Hartman era, but he also has uh, two or three of the worst seasons. It's wild how he has that. Um, so I assume on the hypothetical earlier, you'd prefer him to have another 20 loss season, get out of there than be on the bubble next year then. Uh, well, you know, it goes back to the points that others were making and like, you know, if he gets 18 wins, how did he get there? Did he, did he win the last eight, you know, and really, come on strong and and look good or did he kind of just you know win two lose two you know that type of it's hard to you know for me it's more like well how did we get to our 18 and I'm assuming like an 18 and 10 18 11 record there so you know how did we arrive there you know did we did we look better are we getting better that type of situation for me is how yeah how it's not the the record per se, but how did we get to the record? You know, if he ripped off eight wins and beat KU, then yeah, he's coming back. That, that's a fact. <laughs> well, I, I like it. I like it. Thanks a lot for uh, sticking with us all show and uh, hope the next one, uh, we don't have the issues and I can get you on a little earlier. I'm going to try to go back to Will again because I like to tease Justin and I'll make him go last. Will, do you still sound like a computer or have you figured it out? Uh, you let me know if I sound like a computer. Nope, you have it fixed. Will, let me know everything you've wanted to say. Um, I think everyone did a great job outlining most of the issues or the great things going on. 
Um, one thing I will say, I, I'm not anti-Bruce or pro-Bruce necessarily. My issue is always what is the roadmap to success looking like long-term? And when we're talking about bringing someone back, if it's an 18 win or, okay, if it's an NIT, I just wonder, uh, and obviously we're not part of these deliberations, what the thinking inside of Veneer is, uh, or whatever the name of the athletic complex where Gene's sitting, you know, what is the roadmap? It's Veneer. Okay, then veneer. I just I'm I'm curious what their thinking is. I know they're very smart, smarter than me. But what is the roadmap that they've laid out? And you know, is the goal an NIT or what is the loftier? And what are the steps that are being laid out to to get there? Because obviously, it hasn't been done lately. So um, hopefully, they can get it back on track. But if not, it just is concerning for what. What steps we're taking, what goals we're taking. But otherwise, um, I like some of the guys we have, like Pac. I don't have any good names. I think Pac-Man's the most obvious one, but that's that's too obvious. But otherwise, I would say um, let us out of the chat, Scott. It was I'm sorry. No, I'm, I'm sorry. I tried. I, I, I was DMing during the show with the locker room. Uh, Twitter account, and I'm glad it finally got figured out. Uh, and then finally, uh, Justin, Justin, I've I've tortured you enough. Let's hear. Give me give me everything you've been wanting to say because you're opinionated. You're much smarter than you give yourself credit for. What have you been wanting to say during this entire show? Can y'all hear me? Okay, I can. I love that baritone voice. Let's hear it. Oh, bet. All right, here we go. So. First of all, this is way fucking better than a podcast. The interactive piece of it is excellent. Secondly, I want to build off what Andre said with Beard and and Texas and Tech. It would be phenomenal to have Beard go to Texas because Texas and OU, whether people want to admit it or not, it is good for the conference. And having Tech go down a couple notches from where they've been would be good. Beard would ball the fuck out at, at at Texas. And then for Pack and Bradford, going off what Jimmy said, would that be like a little throwback to Hearn Echo and Dean Wade and Barry Brown, like high-flying dunks and deep, deep threes? Because I could totally get with some some more alley-oops next year, like even more than we had this year. I love and it. I love it. What am I doing this weekend? I'm kicking it with the girls, and I'm playing disc golf. And that's I love it. I, Justin, I, w- I want to get your take on this um, because I respect you as a K-State basketball fan. Um, you, if you only get two options, the 18-11 thing that we laid out, bubble team, probably NIT. Although, you know what? You go 8-10 and 10 in the Big 12, I mean, you're going to be – you might get in. But let's just say 18 wins um, and then uh, – or – Hey, he flames out another 20 loss, makes it easy to get uh, fired. Which of those two scenarios would you prefer in a vacuum? And you're not a bad fan. You're not cheering for them to lose anything like that. But in a vacuum right here as we sit at the end of March. Whatever results in more wins for K-State. is Long term or in that one season? Just period. Like it's more entertaining in the moment to watch teams win than it is to watch them lose. I don't give a fuck who the coach is. I just want to see the teams play well and win. So, of course, I'd rather have 18 wins next year versus 20 losses. Who would? I, I think there is a very large portion of the fan base. and We, we had some back and forth, uh, you know, in here. I, I actually bet that if you pose that question to K-State's fan base, and maybe it's the maybe it's the bubbles that I live in. I'm, I'm addicted to the case online message board, and I'm, a t- I'm addicted to Twitter. I'm not afraid to admit it. I don't think I could probably go a week without looking at Twitter. I could go time without tweeting, and I could go times without posting, but I need to be reading. So it's probably the echo chamber. But I bet if you did a Twitter poll and a case state online message poll, I bet you'd be close to 50-50. Hey, 18 and 12 next year, or and uh, NIT and Bruce probably comes back, or 20 losses and Bruce is gone, I bet you it's at least 50-50. Yeah, man. I mean, we're talking about a guy that people boycotted his press conference, protested his press conference. Of course, yeah. going to see some stupid could, results. Could it be me? I couldn't imagine doing that. Could you, Steve? 
I can only imagine doing it in a way that got you on the front of the Topeka Capital Journal is the only way. Or, you know, breaking things within the stadium. In pro- For what it's worth, it wasn't actually me who broke the sink. So I, I love it. I, I really... Uh, I, I really enjoyed having you guys on. I, I'm legitimately devastated. I couldn't get, uh, you know, Justin, Will, and Jeff on earlier. But we are going to keep doing this. We're going to – I have fun doing this. Even if we don't record it, even if we don't put it on as a podcast, um, I, I enjoy talking with you guys. I enjoy interacting. And to folks who like this process, uh, I know they're trying to work on getting an Android app. If you have an iPhone – Get on here. Have some fun. We're going to be doing this. And once we're in season, it's going to take off. We're going to be doing quick take, hot take shows. We are going to do instant reaction all basketball season long. We're going to probably, and this is the first time I'm going to mention it, I think the Friday podcast is going to go away and it's going to be replaced with a Thursday night chat in football season to talk about the upcoming game with all the boneheads. We're going to have fun with this app. We're going to have fun in the summer. And we're just going to try to grow this and have more interaction so people like Justin will start getting involved. So I love you guys. We're going to go around one more time. Give me your all-time favorite K-State football player and any message you want to end the show with. We're going to start with Justin since I've been poking fun at him. All, all-time favorite football uh, player and ba- – no, or basketball. Football or basketball, you can choose. I'm not going to – you, you choose – and then anything you want to say to the folks listening on the RSS feed? For football, it's got to be Colin Klein. And for basketball, it's obviously Jake Fullen. And I had a really good time tonight. Let's do this again. I'd love to hop in here and hear you guys' takes and share mine too. Perfect. Andre. Best, best, hip-hop, best hip-hop fan in K-State history, Justin. It's, it's no question. No question. My guy. Baller status all day. Um, uh, my favorite – K-State basketball player, Michael Beasley. Um, favorite K-State football player. I'm going to go with Tyler Lockett. That dude was all all time. All right. I love it. My guy, Jeff, who you got? And what do you want to say to the Boneheads? Um, I'm an older fan, so I'll go a little old school for the basketball player, uh, for a player that I know sometimes gets a little under the radar is Will Scott. He was fun to watch when I was in high school, and I he was just a really, really good shooter. And uh, football, I don't know, there's so many. But if I'm going to stay with my old school theme, I'm going to go with Purcell Gaskins. That guy always, uh, he came up out of the locker room, fired up every game, and I loved it. I love it. All right, we'll go then with Steve. Well, I have to choose uh, Steve Henson because I'm literally, no joke, named after him um, for basketball. I am, I mean, it's Colin Klein for me. Like, in the, like, the, like, 97, 98 seasons, I wasn't really aware of exactly how monumental we were because that's all I kind of knew. So, this, like, knowing everything, like, Colin Klein's, like, toughness was... Mind-blowing to me. Um, what was the follow-up? Just like, what's up? Like, what's the say yeah, at the end? basketball, and then just say anything you want to the boneheads. Yeah. Um, I just want to say, love you, Tater Scott. Thanks for hosting this. It's been a ton of fun. I can't wait. To- Perfect. We'll go with uh, – Chef, you unmuted your mic. What, did, what, what were you going to say? Tater Scott. Oh, boy. All right, Will, give me your uh, football, basketball favorites, anything you want to say to the Boneheads. And also, anyone listening, Will Dubois is the uh, mastermind behind all of our merch. Uh, Will, if you can find me a good place to do some hats, uh, both Steve and uh, the good chef want hats. So we need to try to figure that out for him. Yeah, I've been wanting to look into some stuff like hats and, and other stuff for a while. I think we'll just have to maybe try a few places out and make sure it looks good before people start investing some money in it, but that is definitely something that uh, has been on the list. So I guess uh, keep your eyes peeled. Everyone, maybe sturdy crown hats, sturdy crown hats. That's what, okay. Gotcha. Um, so, uh, I think people have listed probably my favorite, like all time, but from when I was in college, I really enjoyed, uh, Thomas D Thomas D train. 
Daniel Thomas. Um, I feel like he really kind of made some of those uh, those games uh, actually enjoyable back then. And also, I would say maybe Tay, just from doing the tunnel dance, was pretty great. That added a lot of flavor to the K-State experience back then. I love it. All right, and then we're going to end with the smartest man I know, Jimmy Goheen, a.k.a. KC underscore fan, a.k.a. Jimmy the Goat. Well, we'll stop with that smart stuff, number one. <laughs> number two, the hat stuff. First of all, we got to have low profile, bend the bill. It's the only thing Matt Campbell does well is bend the bill on his cap. So, Hell no. Gross. Flat gross, bill only. Gross. Flat. <laughs> so, anyway, um, I'm, I'm going to go 1A and 1B and one for both of mine. Um, football 1A is Michael Bishop because – the things he did with the football in his hands were uh, unprecedented unprecedented for K-State football. And, you know, he was just such a special player. Should have won the Heisman. Um, I like Colin a lot, but he would not be my 1B. My 1B would be Kevin Lockett because of the things he did as a receiver. Um, his son was really good, but Kevin was, you know, I was in school when Kevin was in school. And seeing that, what he could do with the football in his hands was just crazy ridiculous. Um I got to go with with Baller and say Jake Pullen was the best basketball player I've seen at K State and and was was a stud. But in my heart, my favorite is probably still Anthony Bean. Um, he was you know the the point guard for K State when I was a senior in high school and then my first year at K State uh, under Dana Altman. And what he you know just his forty five second shot clock back then, which probably most of you don't remember. But we would often hold the ball for basically 40 seconds, go one four low. Anthony Bean would go make a play, and we won like eight games in the last minute his his junior year when K-State went to the tournament under Altman. And Bean is always special because of that. So, And then the, what you should do is um, I guess Governor Kelly open, is opening it up. Go get the COVID shot. Get yourself taken care of so we can have 50,000 50, people and Bill Snyder stand family stadium this winter so let's get that done let's open up the state by getting COVID shots alright I love it alright anyone listening on their RSS feed go to the description of the show download the locker room app um, and I'll, I'll try to keep a handle on when it will go live for Android because again like I said on Twitter it sounded like Android folks are not able to get it but I, I want to keep growing this I want to keep having fun uh, you know, Thursday, Friday nights with everyone. Thank you for listening. Thank you to everyone for coming on. Thank you for kind of dealing with uh, a little bit more of a hectic live show than last time. But we're going to figure it out. And we're going to keep it going. Uh, I love you guys just for the record. My favorite K-State football player of all time. I've been going back and forth uh, for a long time. I, I've landed on Arthur Brown. I had an econ class with him at K-State. It was fun, uh, you know, seeing him during that 2012 run. Uh, but I think it's going to be Arthur Brown basketball. It's always going to be Jacob Pullen. But if I am going to go out of left field, I'm going to say Thomas Gibson never gets enough love. And uh, yeah, I just, I just want everyone to be safe. Get your shots. Let's get let's get fifty thousand in the stadium this fall, and uh, let's keep having uh, let's keep having some fun conversations and being nice to each other. Uh, you know, love one one another. Too much hate in the world right now let's let's try to let love win for a month or two so again thanks for everyone coming on uh keep a lookout to the twitter feed uh on, on the shows for the next time and i hope uh hope everyone who came on comes back again i hope anyone listening to this uh gives us a shot the next time we go live i'm gonna hit end room and everyone's gonna vanish but i want to thank everyone for chatting with me for an hour and uh have a great weekend my friends later Terrence scott bonehead for life Podcast Network.